As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Very spooky. Happy, oh my gosh, new year. It's twenty twenty three, and my goodness, do I hope it is a better year than twenty twenty two. I was thinking about how you and I are kind of like yin and yang, where it's like when I have a bad year, you have a good year. When I have a good year, you have a bad year. Yeah. And, you know, misery loves company, but we don't get that necessarily in this situation because we do, 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 do. I will say. But misery. We, you made it here. I made it here. And you made it. I do have company because you are an excellent, pointing at you and it feels aggressive, but you are an incredible friend and have been very supportive Aww, and kind and loving always. But this year, I feel like I've really leaned on you and I'm really grateful for you. My God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> you I say you. with like a deadpan face. <laughs> no, because I'm like, it's in my throat. And now I'm covering myself. I'm like, don't cry. You're having a somatic experience. Be the strong person. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate you and I love you and I'm here for you. I appreciate and love you. And I'm always here for you. Not to say that I hoped for you to have a bad year because that (laughs) is not not what what I ever want for you. But I will say the silver lining of this past year too was that you do get to lean on friends and lean on me a bit more. And it's nice to have reminders of how much we are friends, especially since we see each other a lot for business. Yeah. So I think that's nice too. It's also incredible that – because I feel like mixing friendship and business can often be, you know, tumultuous or like ruin friendships. Yeah. And it's just – let's pat ourselves on the back. We we are badass bitches. (laughs) I feel like it's pretty easy. (laughs) I know. But it's – I think it's – it says a lot about us and our friendship that we are able to do this, and it makes me really happy. We have a lot of love and respect for each other. We do. And I think we also are very self-aware, and it might not it might not mean that we make the right choices <laughs> or behave in the ways that we wish we did, but I think that there's also, like, the benefit of you and I being like that and not living near each other. It's like, if there, if there were ever moments where, like, it might have been something – I feel like it's not because it's like, then we diffuse on our own. <laughs> yeah. We're alone. We're not like roommates who are constantly right. next to each other. Just like, oh, God, I can't go away from 
<laughs> well, you can't get away from me. So, um, but yes, I agree. And I also feel like- And we text all day. So it right. doesn't really, what I said doesn't really no, apply but, uh, anyway. It is, yes, I, I hear what you're trying to say. And then I also feel like you and I are, I think you hit on this, but self-aware. I feel like we're just like loving each other so much right now. And I love it. Um, but we're both very self-aware. We also have very little egos and we're willing to accept when we're wrong or if we are not holding up our end of the, the deal <laughs> and we pick up each other's yeah. slack and yeah it's great and also I used to have an ego maybe three four years ago oh I had one that shit got kicked out of me <laughs> hard I had some great managers at work that were like you're not all that and honestly we won't miss you if you leave and I was like <laughs> okay well you are didn't say that, that but but it made me. me realize. I was like, oh, wow. You know, like we just have to focus on ourselves and what we can control and enjoy what we're putting out into the world and not necessarily do things with the motivation of others perceiving us a certain way. Yes. Jay Shetty said something of like the like best the best thing you can do is stop caring what people think about you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so have you stopped reading our reviews then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Um but everyone, hello. Welcome to 2023. And it's a new year. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I am hello. Sabrina. And 2023 is going to be a year filled with so many ghost stories and hopefully prosperity and joy and happiness and success and love and all of those mm -hmm. things and personal growth. We're taking control of our lives. We are. This year. Yes. We would like to real quick revisit our, well, you had a good horoscope last year, my horrific horoscope from last year, and kind of- I felt so bad re-listening to some of them. I'm like, it's always like, Sabrina, <laughs> your year is shit. Corinne, wow, this is so great. I'm like- <laughs> yes. No. And we did a lot of tarot readings. We did a lot of just spiritual connectivity last year of 2022. So, Corinne, you re-listened to our episode with Michelle T. And I re-listened mm -hmm. to our very first episode of 2022. And we're going to kind of just look – it's year in review and then we're going to do a year, year ahead. So I will begin with a recap of what our horoscopes were for the year of 2023. Okay. And I'm very curious. Last year, I can't remember at all. We looked at refinery29.com, and then I think you ended up finding an alternative one for me on a different website, and I don't know what it was. But um, I think it was because it was so negative. I was like, uh oh, let me find a different one. It was, um, but it was very. Spot I was on. I was trying to play the game and find something that that was more positive. <laughs> yeah, you know but what? It was unavoidable. Apparently, okay, so. Uh, Refinery29 actually doesn't have the 2023 horoscope. So for our 2023 horoscopes, we found something else. But Corinne, 2022, your horoscope was the North Nodes movement brings destined new journeys down your professional road, which you went full-time podcasting this year. Yes, or I last did. year. You will rise in your industry as we did. The eclipses on April 30th and November 8th will see progress. Don't sit back on your laurels. Work hard. You are meant for glory. July 30th, special opportunity will be brought your way. So I wanted to see if anything big happened on those days. April 30th, November 8th, and July 30th. Anything come to mind? Well, in April, that was Brian and I getting engaged. Like, I think it was the next. Wait, the, you're right. It was that weekend. Actually, yes. It Was it the 30th? Because I'm pretty sure we were supposed to fly in. I think it was the 20 – you know what? It was the 29th. 
But the party was the 30th. Okay, that's what – wait, that's – okay. What about November Wait, what 8th? were the other dates? November 8th. November 8th. I'm trying to think. I mean, we – that was the week after we did our crossover with Morbid. Oh, yeah. So it was a great week, especially for our, for our podcast, mm-hmm. right? It was so fun having people discover us and then having people who followed us enjoy that episode. And yeah. I don't know if you can discover Morbid because they're <laughs> so huge, but like – Start listening. Discover our friendship so, yeah. with Morbid, I guess. Um, well, and also, yeah, it was great to actually meet them in person yeah. because now we are friends. Yes. So. And then July that was really 30th, fun. did anything happen? July 30th. Hmm. Right before your birthday. That was my birthday weekend. Yeah. God, what did I even do for my birthday? I don't remember. I was in Italy. Should I really quick do a quick scroll on my on my Google calendar yeah, and see if anything happened? Like sparks. Yeah. Sparks some, anything for me? It, it's kind of wild that you got engaged on April 29th. And like these dates are so spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Refinery29. Hmm. No, what's up? You know what? I have no clue. Oh, I what? remember what I did. How dare I not remember this birthday? How dare I? Brian went on a ghost on a oh, ghost yeah. tour with me. He planned one. That's really nice. So that was super fun. But that wasn't necessarily on that exact date. Okay. It said a special opportunity would be brought your way on July 30th. Oh, actually, it's not necessarily – well, it could be considered an opportunity. That weekend, I was sailing. I was with my cousins, and through conversations and doing various activities, mm-hmm. I came up with an idea that I'm, like, very, very passionate Your about book. for a book. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided that 2023, I'm going to attempt to write a book. I'm just going to – you know, I don't yeah, know. Just it's going to be, it. like, low-key, just, yeah. You're going to be writing a lot this what year, happens. Corinne. Whether it goes anywhere or it doesn't, yeah. There's other things that, you know, are in the pipeline. We're all working on. Yes. Pipelines. But yeah, no, that was a that was a huge like inspiration that weekend. Now let's revisit my horse. Oh, no. <laughs> From twenty twenty two. And it is wild because it predicted my year basically to a T. Um and the <laughs> The sad thing is that my misfortune doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what it said? Well, okay, hold on. So professional life was erratic during 2021. Intense and heavy energy will feel somewhat lighter in 2022. Wrong. <laughs> well, I guess maybe career-wise. Mercury on May 10th through June 3rd will make you feel stuck in career advancement. Don't get too caught up. You will be able to receive support from others in the company you work for. So very spot on. Yes. Me! Beware of Mars's backward spin until or from October 30th to January 12th of 2023. So I'm still in my backward spin, apparently. Woo! Okay. But you know what's really interesting? It says it will take you back where you started. And this is something that I haven't talked about really on the podcast. I've kind of like made reference to it, but I, the first week of November, started a trauma treatment program and have been going back to where it all started my whole life. I'm re-looking at everything. I'm just like trying to, you know, overcome a lot of things from my past and I'm going to continue it in the new year. So it is kind of that exact time frame. That it is saying. That's true. You're right. Those weeks, that's basically your program. Wait, yes. Take you back ooh, to where it all started. Ooh. Yeah. I just got chills. Whoa. Yes. Like, so spot on. So, like, that is so incredible. For me to have started exactly right after October 30th and be continuing. I mean, I think I'll probably be, still be doing it after January 12th, but still, that it's that wacky. Is, that's freaky. It's really freaky. That is super wacky. 
Okay, what about those other dates that were listed? Do you remember? Okay, well, I mean, May 10th through June 3rd, it said I will feel stuck in my career. Let's see, May 10th. I wonder if this actually, this is interesting. I'm pretty sure I fired my agent right after, it might've been in July, but like there was a period of time from May to July where I was so frustrated. Yeah, the plans were happening. Because I had interviewed for that show and they were like, we want to hire you, but we don't have the money. Oh. And it happened in that time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Next time, for the next year, we need to actually like write down these dates so that when things are happening in those weeks, we can be like, it's okay. It's been it's predicted. Meant to be. It's been predicted. Oh, my gosh. I'm fine. Everything's okay. That is freaky deaky. It's so wild to me. I mean, we've had so many tarot readings, like more than any this year. Mm -hmm. And it's just, they're always so spot on. And they really do map back to monumental things in our lives. Yeah. And it's just like, there are so many cards in the deck. How how can the exact card combination come out for specifically you? Every time. Right. That, it's that so death weird. card has come quite a bit for me. <laughs> You get that. You get the ten of swords Wait, yes. a lot too, don't you? Or nine of swords? I can't remember. Well, you you wrote down you the sword. You wrote down the Michelle hmm. T recap. So before we go I into did. the 2023 predictions and horoscopes, I would love to hear what Michelle had to say. Okay, so we had Michelle T on Campfire Stories number. It was the 30th episode, and Michelle came on for two hours and did a bunch of readings for everyone, including us. I'm going to start with like a mid year. So I feel like we started 2022 with our horoscopes, at like a check-in, yep. and then we did a, how are we doing? Let's see. And then this was, this was with Michelle. This was like sometime in May. Right. So that this yeah. happened. Mid-year. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. All right. So I'll start with myself so that, because you did me and then you. So I'll do okay. me and then you. All right. So I asked Michelle, basically I was at, at that period of time. Wait, no, this was not, I don't, never mind. <laughs> Forget what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out exactly when we had her on. We can just look at the post. Okay. But at the time, I had decided to leave my job as an HR rep at a company I loved working for with the best C-suite and like the most amazing manager I've ever had. And it was kind of like when when everything's great, like that's the time to leave and pursue the podcast full time. So I was very scared about making this leap. Yeah. Um, but I did. And then... Well, I was actually I wasn't scared. I was very confident. Yeah. Well, it and then I started to get a little scared after because you kept <laughs> telling me you were gonna leave in like October, and then next thing I know, you're like, I'm leaving next week, <laughs> and and then you, I was like, I put in my notice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you were nervous to say it because you just didn't want to. I think you were nervous to jinx it. And then on that episode with Michelle T is when you first announced it. Right. I was nervous to jinx it, and too, I feel like there's always no one knows other people's financial situations, yeah. and I just thought that it be, people would assume that becoming a, like a, me becoming a full-time podcaster means that I'm like dripping in wealth and like undeserving <laughs> of all these things, which is yeah, yes, dripping not in wealth. true. Wish. No, no. It's, it's, what happened was I moved in with a significant <laughs> other and could afford to take a big pay cut. Anywho. Yeah. So I had asked Michelle basically if this was the right choice for me. The three cards that were pulled were the lover's card and then the princess of wands and then the six of swords. Okay. And I wrote down almost word for word. There's like a little bit of paraphrasing yeah. here and well, not really paraphrasing, but I just like cut things together to make it a little bit shorter. Yep. But here's what Michelle said. Huzzah. <laughs> 
I, Corinne, analyzed the situation correctly and I made a really good choice for myself by pursuing the podcast full time. Yes. The lover's card makes people think that they're going to get married. And I had just gotten engaged a few weeks prior. So that was real. Chills. And then she was like, well, the card is is in uh, Gemini. And I was like, well, Brian is a Gemini. And she was like, oh, well, that's Brian coming through. And then because I'm a Leo, she thought that the Princess of Wands was also me coming through. But anyway, so in terms of the lover's card, sometimes this card also comes at a time when people are waffling on whether to commit and jobs are one of those things. So it can still be something to consider with jobs. Right. It's kind of like a do you stay or do you go? Which you were And lastly, I was experiencing. Yeah. I mean, I'd left, but it was kind of like a like, did I do the right uh-oh. thing? Am I yeah. am I gonna call them crying and be like I made a horrible <laughs> mistake? Please. Please, I need money. I must feed myself. <laughs> and then lastly, my intuition is really high. My feelings are to be trusted, especially around this situation. I'm going towards where I shine. I'm going for it. I'm in charge. I'm not letting fear get in the way. I did the right thing and have the right to be confident. I'm burning my fears and feeling safe and fearless in my decision. Wow. Oh. And when Mich- when Michelle pulled those cards, she was like, ooh, this is really good. This is <laughs> a really good reading. She did not say that about mine. She did not. <laughs> no. I'm so sorry, Sabrina. Okay, so you're reading. It's so funny because there's been so many points of this year where I'm like, it can't get worse. It can't get any worse than it is. And then it did. And then it did again. And then it did again. But now it's getting better. It's getting better. And too, it's like now I think reflecting on the year too, I'm sure when you heard these readings, you kind of had an idea of what could potentially come, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No? It's interesting. I feel like anytime I get a reading done, I get so in my head and I almost like can't respond in the moment because I'm just trying to like process and try to understand what it is that they're implying or that the, you know, universe is implying. But um, I'm on a roller coaster, you know? I don't know which way I'm going to go. Lift, right, up, down, yeah. upside down. Whoa, where am I? Blacking out. It's, uh, I know. The universe is really shoving this down your throat too, oh, yeah. right? Like, all of your readings, the the people who are reading are like, should I pull another card? Because they're, they're they feel bad, they feel bad, oh, and gosh. so do I. But well, we have know, to be honest with what happened. Yeah, and here was your here reading. Okay, you got a general vibe check. You had yeah. just been stuck in an elevator and had to be rescued. Yep. You had just been grabbed on the street by a man and escaped. Yep. So attempted kidnapping, basically, and yep. an elevator. So Michelle was like, oh, let's just do a general vibe check. Let's see what's going on. Your cards were the Six of Cups, the Ten of Swords, and the Six of Swords. She basically was like, this is like the, the worst has happened and is happening, but not to say like bad things are meant to happen to people, but this was something that is supposed to be happening to you. There's a situation in your life that's been bad for a while and you're just hoping it's going to get better. You have to figure out how to get the hell away from those things. You haven't done anything yet because you have optimism that it's going to change, fear that you don't know how to make a move, but the time to make these moves is not going to get better. The time is now. There's no need to put off prioritizing your happiness, prioritizing your pleasure. The sword suit can be the gnarliest to get. (laughs) You got two of those. Because it's our mind and the capacity which we usually use our minds is to, she was like, basically to torture ourselves, right? 
Yep, but that's the way that the cards, right, the way that the cards are displayed and how they're paired, you're using your mind, Sabrina, to its best degree. You're analyzing the situation to keep yourself safe. And then Michelle said that you should use your mind to map out your environment and place yourself in a place where you're not vulnerable and where you can succeed. This is the time to communicate your wildest dream for yourself. Make this plan for yourself. You have the wherewithal to do it right now, and you should not put it off any longer. Wow. That was basically word for word. You can re-listen to it. That is fascinating. And Michelle gave a lot of other readings to many other people who joined yeah. Campfire Stories at that time. And it was it was really incredible and I think resonated with a ton of people. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. So what does 2023 have in hold for us? Shall we find out? I hope it's more positive for you, Sabrina. Um, That's my biggest, biggest wish. It, um, <clears throat> it's not as bad, but, you know, you know, I'll let you There's read. Still- I'll let you read mine, but I'll read yours first. Okay. So like I said, the Refinery29 website did not have 2023 horoscopes again this year. So I found two different websites, Well and Good and Astro Talk. And I'll read both from – and you'll read both from for me. Okay. The headline of 2023 was, Astrologically speaking, 2023 is going to be an intense time of change. Hmm. Corinne, Well and Good said your year is about relationships. Venus, the planet of love and values, goes retrograde in your sign this coming summer, pushing you to rebalance your partnerships by owning your needs and ensuring that you're being treated how you deserve to be. It's a time to be a little selfish in relationships in a healthy way. Pluto in Aquarius will reside in your seventh house of partnerships, putting more cosmic oomph toward reimagining relationships, both romantic and platonic. This could mean that you have to look at the shadow sides of your relationship habits and release what isn't serving you in order to create longer-lasting bonds. Hmm. Hmm. These ones don't have, like, specific dates, but it's more like um, time frames. Yeah. I feel like this is also telling me to go to therapy because there there are <laughs> – there are things, there's plenty of things that I bring forward. I mean, I was talking about this when, when Claire Goodchild also came on Campfire yeah. Stories and was doing tarot, where it's like, I know that there are bad habits that I picked up in terms of my emotional response based on my upbringing and based on my dating life that I try really hard to not bleed into yeah. how I behave now. But there's always moments where I slip. Yeah, I mean, I'm we like, all do. Oh. It's so interesting. I'm, I mean, I know that not everyone has the ability to do what I'm doing, but like I'm going to 12 hours of therapy a week and it almost feels like it's not enough because, well, it's amazing. I'm learning so much about myself. But every time I leave, I'm like, why doesn't everyone have to do this? Because if we all could just understand ourselves and our, you know, our wounds and our inner child and be able to reparent mm-hmm. ourselves and take care of ourselves in a way that we weren't taking care of growing up, I think the world would just be a better place. It would. Therapy's I don't great. think we would even be human beings anymore. I think we'd all just like transcend into glowy mush and just yeah. float about the sky. It's interesting. I saw I was watching a TikTok and this woman was like talking about how transformative in like a lot of negative ways her last year was, but because of it and everything happening at once, she all of her gifts, like psychic abilities just came rushing towards her. <gasps> oh, yeah. If this was the motivation I needed, this is well, <laughs> this is what I will take. Astro Talk is going to make you believe that even more. Okay. Actually, there's some stuff that I also wanted to share. Well, in the episode, I do a lot of talking about like um, numerology in the year of 2023, and there's some interesting stuff for you, Corinne. Hmm. Okay. 
Astro Talk says, for the brave Leo natives, nothing in life is hard. Even though the year might throw some challenges in your path, you will do pretty great. The Leo Yearly Horoscope 2023 predictions say that contentment would be the best for you in the year. That's great. Contentment is lovely. Easy peasy. But your thirst to be the best and have the best will make you put in the most appropriate efforts you can. The planets do demand this from you. But on the other hand, they also want you to evaluate before taking everything on your dignity and pride. So right from the first month, believe in the good things. Cherish the moments you have instead of worrying about what is not there with you. Around the third quarter, Mm -hmm. when planet Jupiter will be in action, things will definitely improve for you. Venus will be there too to bring some changes and positivity to your professional life, which I love to hear that because your professional life is tied to me. (laughs) Benefits you. (laughs) Wait, when was that? Uh, Around the third quarter. Okay. But hold yourself back, Leos, as Saturn and Rahu will be there to give you hurdles and hindrances from time to time. Thus, beware of the challenges that may be there in your life, especially health-wise, as the new year could be a little hard on you in terms of well-being. Which I think, similar to Claire's reading or a reading we recently did about how you're not taking care of yourself. Or maybe was was it Ariel? Ariel? How do you – wait. Oh, Yeah. Probably. Ariel, I think she said, like, take a breather. Like, take care of yourself. Well, this is a great time to announce that I've worked out twice this week. And I'm going to try to do it four times a week. I'm really proud of you. So we'll see. But yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder, too, if the health thing is like, it almost makes me wonder if, sorry, I'm taking my socks off because I'm overheating. It's interesting, too, because like, I definitely need to take better care of myself and my own health. But then there's a lot, too, that I think could negatively impact my mental health or just like stress me out. And there's various things. Like my grandfather was in the ICU this past year. My dad, I I hadn't said anything in response to Claire when Claire was giving us tarot readings. But she had essentially like picked up that there was like a either on my – she thought like maybe it was like a grandfather and was getting like heart disease or heart attack. And my grandfather had passed away from a heart Mm -hmm. attack before I was born. But my dad actually had just had a heart attack a few days prior to that reading. Right. And which I we talked. I called him after and he was like, Did you tell everybody? And I was like, No, No, I didn't know. But he's like, I don't care. Tell everyone. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 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 So whether it's my health or just like the there's a lot of people dealing with health around right. me too. I will say which I'm sure is gonna bleed into next year. And I and I think I would like to hold you accountable for this. I on multiple occasions have heard you say you would like to start therapy and take care of yourself and give yourself a lot of self-care. So I would like to hold you accountable to do that this year. Okay. Because I do think I just think that I need to find a very particular type of therapist. Or one that's – I feel like I would I would benefit from, like, a very witchy type of therapist, like, who I mean, you have. Because <laughs> I don't think – Come to I California. I think my conversations need to be a little bit more woo-woo yeah. for me to, like, feel like I'm getting something out of it. Well, yeah, my therapist – well, I mean, I have, like, 10 at this program. But um, my one therapist is the one who told me that I'm in my Saturn return. And then another one talked about tarot. It's great. It's a very spiritual See? place. Yeah, yeah. I love I'm that. I'm basically an expert in like all therapy. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really uh, I also need to <laughs> really mentally fucked. I just need to get way more back into into yoga too because that was yeah, so good. Meditative. Like that was my most reflective time. Yeah, I was basically 
meditating. And that was like where I had the most like death of self moments where I was like reinventing myself or like communicating well with people because I was in those meditative moments too. I was like really thinking about my response to people and like my needs and stuff. So I think I need to do a little bit of it like myself too. I think that's a great idea. I will do it. I support you and will hold you accountable to that. And so will all of our listeners because now this is out in the universe and the ether for all of you to know. Well, we do know it took me two years to start flossing my teeth every day. So, (laughs) (laughs) But you're doing it. But I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay, Sabrina. Okay. So Well and Good says that your year is about vulnerability. You could make a life-changing commitment to a partner or friend if you're able to open up this year, Virgo. Taskmaster Saturn in Pisces will highlight your seventh house of partnerships, which is often a transit when people will get serious about their future with someone, says Campos. And the North Node in Aries will also be moving through your eighth house of intimacy and the inner psyche, pointing to the kind of transformation necessary for you to take that next step. Virgo is a sign that can get caught in their head. Yep. And wonder if they really should share that personal thing, says Campos. Who's Campos? Um, I think it was the person who wrote or they interviewed in the article. Well, and okay, yeah. I'm like, thank you, but who are you? (laughs) It does sound like a like a philosopher's name. It does. (laughs) It does. (laughs) But in this case, leading with vulnerability will help you build stronger connections. Does he? It's interesting. Read things to me. I just get in my head and I'm like, hmm, what does this mean? Yeah. Well, the vulnerability piece is interesting because it's it's saying like lead with vulnerability. And then Michelle's reading was saying like make choices to put yourself in a place where you don't have to be right. vulnerable anymore. Well, so it almost is like your journey is is you being vulnerable, but then you don't have to once you get yourself to a place of like happiness and understanding. Yeah. And I think it's also leading with and trusting my feelings, you know, mm-hmm. and not questioning totally. everything and going into a self-doubt, self-criticism spiral and not trusting my own desires and wants and wishes and things. Okay. Well, should we hear what Astro Talk yeah. has to say? Yes. I'm pretty sure I, when I read this, I was like, wow, this is very um, for me, I think. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Astrotark says, Virgo, you are one of the most sane-headed folks on the Zodiac table, but even you are not perfect, right? Right. The Virgo Yearly Horoscope 2023 comes with a tiny alert sign for you. Avoid rushing to conclusions. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of possibilities for the natives in the year. Thus, this little advice would save you days and weeks in the year and help you to improve whatever was left in last year. Mars and Mercury are here with ample good opportunities right in the first half of the year and with their blessing you will do things that were unplanned but possible confused yep well don't be virgo natives are likely to have a taste of their own efforts so even if things might not come to you suddenly consider them a result of your past deeds and work stay alert around the end as ketu will be in action highs and lows because of this planetary transit 2023 There are possibilities of changes in finances and relations that you possess. Facing hurdles and good times. That's good. There's good times. Facing hurdles and good times. You shall enjoy a mini roller coaster ride. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. This is the longest roller coaster ride of my life. (laughs) And I've gotten to the point where roller coasters now make me nauseous and kind of black out. So I would like to get off the ride, please. But definitely you are way off from falling into a pit. 
So rejoice and cherish whatever you can in 2023. Well, I'm, I'm hopefully crawling out of the pit. So, but it's interesting. It said like changes in finances and relations, but it doesn't say good or bad. It's just changes. And it's like, well, okay, thank just you. Changes. I hope it's and then good. It, yeah, it says changes. And then it says, and you're on a roller coaster ride. So it's like, okay, well, which ones are, which ones are good? Which ones are bad? Get the trash can ready. I'm going to be vomiting all year. <laughs> all year, baby. ride is making me it's sick. the exorcism. <laughs> you're no longer Sabrina. We call you Reagan now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Well, how interesting. We Every single year we say, oh, we should have listened to what our horoscopes were last year. And I'm glad that we finally did. Yes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so the story that I ended up researching for this episode ended up being a little short, so I was like, okay, I feel inspired after episode 200 and the new year. I'm gonna just, I have, and let me just disclaimer, I have no knowledge. I am not an expert in astrology or horoscopes or any of this stuff, but I was fascinated about the year of 2023 and beyond our horoscopes, like what does 2023 have in hold generally for everyone? So I thought mm. before I tell my ghost story about New Year's Eve, I would get into a little bit of um history of like where New Year's resolutions come from and then what 2023 Ooh. is all about. All that jazz. Oh, I love this. This is great. It's kind of like you get like two things for me. It's a double whammy starting 2023 off with a grand slam. And apparently I'm a big baseball fan now in um 2023. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to begin with where, when, and why do New Year's resolutions come from? It makes sense that with a new year, we want to reinvent ourselves or view it as a rebirth, but it's a tradition that dates back some 4,000 years ago to the ancient Babylonians in 2000 BC. According to history.com, they were also the first recorded to celebrate the new year, which back then began in mid-March when crops were planted. So like the new harvest symbolized the new year. Mm -hmm. They held a massive festival that lasted 12 days, and the Babylonians would crown a new king and affirm their loyalty to them. They would pray to the gods, make offerings and prayers while paying their debts. 
So it was believed that in these offerings and promises to the gods, if they kept their word to the gods, the gods would bestow blessings, health, and happiness upon them in the coming year. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Then It's kind of like how kids have to be really good and keep all their promises year-round because Santa's watching. Santa is watching, yes. And you don't want to be on his naughty list. Mm -mm. So fast forward to 46 BC when in ancient Rome, Julius Caesar changed the calendar and established January 1st as the start of the new year, which I thought this was interesting. January was named for Janus, the two-faced god whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches. And the Romans believed that Janus symbolically looked basically like this doorway. If you imagine one way in the doorway is the past year, the other way is the new year. So Janus apparently symbolically looked backwards into the previous year and then ahead into the future simultaneously. Huh. So they would make offerings. Wait, you know what this makes me think of is in The Good Place. I was just going to say. Now I'm totally analyzing that character that they named Janice. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Because she has the power to do whatever. And she's also kind of the doorway between both places. Yeah. The good and the bad. And she exists in both places. Ah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If I ever meet the creators, I'll ask. Okay, so they, back in ancient Roman days, they would make offerings, promises, and sacrifices to Janus for good fortune in the coming year. And then for Christians, the first day of the new year was a day for repentance and mindfulness on how to do better in the future. So it seems like it's always been, like these New Year's resolutions have always had the intention of bettering ourselves. But in the past, it sounds like it was very much like looking to the gods to bestow health and happiness upon us if we kept our promises. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like we put a lot of the efforts onto ourselves. It's like, I'm promising myself I'm going to do this thing. Right. But (laughs) not to be a downer, but real quick, um, I'll just say history.com gave me the stat. I didn't come up with it. And also, it's all on us. Um, Apparently, 45% of Americans say they make New Year's resolutions, but only 8% are successful in actually achieving their goals. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Well, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Every year there's a list. I stopped and making every new them. year there's the same list. <laughs> I stopped making resolutions because it's like I don't I instead and I've been doing this in my um in therapy is on Monday stating your goals and intentions for the week and just focusing on a week at a time and even like a day at a time. And you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Set realistic expectations yeah. for your for yourself. Well, and also life changes. You got to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I can do the splits. So uh, I am flexible. Yeah. Can you still do the splits? Yeah, of course. Should I do it right now? Do you you check every once in a while? I do. (laughs) I was, I actually had that thought the other day. I was wondering that because in 2019, when you and I were going on tour, did a few shows, you did splits backstage every place that we went to. The the warm up. And I was like, I wonder if Sabrina still does the splits as her warm-up. I hope to be a 99-year-old woman on the brink of death doing splits. Doing the splits. That's your party trick. You're like, happy birthday, grandson. Split. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to be fun. Take Granny out everywhere. Um, okay. Yeah. So to um, help us. Maybe we don't need to rely on our goals because a new year brings new growth no matter what. Because 2023 is the year of the water rabbit. The rabbit brings lucky breaks and partnerships for those on their true paths. It attracts money, fertility, lovers, and success. The water element symbolizes a year of enhanced psychic ability, Corinne, diplomacy, and negotiation skills. So let's negotiate some shit this year. (laughs) I know. I'm like, is that new business? 
Is that new deals? New deals. New fun things for us. And then. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Are we finally going to get to go on that haunted road trip somewhere? Is that our like friendship contract? Let's shake on it. Why does my hand look so much bigger than yours? I look. Because I think I think. You reached out. Also, I have T-Rex arms. You know how when you put your wingspan out, mm-hmm. the middle finger to middle finger, it's supposed to be your exact height? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm a little sweaty. Sorry, people on YouTube. And then basketball players, they also have like a giant wingspan. Right. So they're always – that's that helps them. Mine is – Shorter? A few inches short. Mm. Have you actually I measured have, it? Oh, yeah. Have you not? Oh, I, I measure my head and my wingspan all the time. <laughs> your head. <laughs> With like a wrap around. Yeah. What's your what's, soft tape what's measure? The girth? It's it's big. I think it's like 17 inches. Okay, well, after this I'm going to do a little uh measurements. Um yeah. okay. So then this one website I was looking at got into numerology, which I think is so fascinating because, you know, there's there's a lot of belief in numbers and what they correspond with with the universe. And 2023 is a seven universal year, and I didn't know much about numerology. So I'm taking a lot of this information from Body and Soul website, but there are nine universal years. And in order to calculate the number, they basically add then all the numbers of 2023. So two plus zero plus two plus three, which equals seven. Like I said, there are nine year cycles in numerology and seven looks like a lightning bolt or a cliff, which symbolizes sudden insights, higher perspectives, healing the place where body and soul connect, which is the challenge. The crown Mm. chakra, which is what I feel like I'm doing personally. So then I went on a tangent and I was like, okay, well, what are our specific life path numbers? And in order to calculate this, there are a lot of websites where they will do it for you. You add together the numbers of your birth, month, day, and year. So yours, Corinne, is 8 plus 0 plus 3 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 3, which equals 33. And then to calculate your year cycle, you add together like the numbers, so 3 plus 3. So you're... 33-6, 33-6, which 33 is a master number. And this is fascinating. Oh. And this is what I was super excited to tell you. So number 33 is a master number. It represents a super spiritual and philanthropic person who wants to aid and elevate humanity before helping themselves. <gasps> Your life path number, number six, is the number of responsibility and awareness. Those with life path number six tend to be the healers of our society. Because of your loving, compassionate, and responsible nature, you are likely to find yourself following endeavors that involve helping those who are less fortunate. Be wary of becoming overburdened by those seeking a helping hand or shoulder to cry on. Be wary of me, basically. It's okay. I always welcome it. I make myself available. (laughs) You do. But be mindful of not recognizing that the help and assistance you think you are providing to others can also be seen as too smothering or interfering. I don't believe that, by the way. So maybe it's not about me. Maybe. I also (laughs) give a lot of temperature checks. I'm like, am I? Am I? Yeah, you ask. Like, tell me to shut up or tell me not now. Yeah. And I'm always like, tell me everything. Interesting. Then the double-digit higher vibration from which your life path number six is derived is a master number, master number 33. Those tend to be more spiritually aware and have the potential to become spiritual teachers, and it's often referred to as a number of a master teacher. 
So Corinne, even more emphasis on exploring your spiritual psychic abilities. Tap in. I know. I will. I always said like, oh, oh, I will. But like, actually, that's my resolution for 2023. Yes. I know we were like, ah, resolutions out the door. But like, truly, that's that's my thing. And I think I'm going to take time to like actually connect with my yeah. And I think self and my intuition again. Time to focus on your mental health, your physical health, going to yoga, meditating are all things that will help you connect to your spiritual intuitions. Yes. And two, I feel like there's so many different options and things that people do that are like a little bit witchy and a little bit spiritual. And sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I should be doing the moon water jars or I should be yeah. doing these practices. But really the things that I'm I am like most – what I gravitate to the most is like plants and like teas and different things like that. So – Brian bought me a big book where it's like the encyclopedia of, of like natural medicine and like teas and plants and oh my all gosh. this stuff. So I'm going to start learning. Please do. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait for when you're doing readings for me and like <laughs> making me like herbal remedies and potions and stuff. I pull your tarot cards every day. Yeah. You wake up and there's just like <laughs> a, a horrible video of me <laughs> like – Brushing my teeth and I'm like, okay, you have the nine of swords. <laughs> Actually, I've been using, and I think no. I've said this before, but I've been using Labyrinthos. Labyrinthos, I think that's how you say oh, it, yeah. the app. And it's incredible. I do it every morning. I didn't do it today yet, but it it has like a daily reading and then you can look at, they have like a bunch of different like options of readings. Um, I'll do it right after this. Okay. But so now mine, my new numerology, my life path is eight plus two plus six plus one plus nine plus nine plus three, which equals 38. And then you do three plus eight, which equals 11. And then interestingly, when because there's only nine life cycles, you then go like one plus one. So would be two. So I'm 11 dash two. Number 11 is also a master number, which I'm excited about. I'm using my <gasps> finger a lot today. I feel like a teacher. Like, ooh, We're masters. <laughs> Um, it's cool. You like, said the other day that you wanted to get your your master's degree in psych, and maybe this is a form of that. Yeah, you're mastering something. Well, this is interesting because number eleven represents a charismatic person who is super intuitive and uses their powers to help or heal others who seek enlightenment. So, kind of like psych. I'm also trying to heal myself. Absolutely. Your life path number is a vibration of duality and division of truth and learning. Those with life path number two tend to be sensitive, intuitive, reserved, and a little on the shy side. You are more likely drawn to quiet and relaxing atmospheres and try to avoid conflict in any situation. Yes, I do. <laughs> because of your wow. perceptive and tactful nature, you are good at finding a balanced and peaceful resolution to conflicts. But be wary of being overly sensitive and touchy to the world and the people around you. The double-digit higher vibration from which your life path number two is derived from is referred to as a master number. Those with master number 11 tend to be even more sensitive to the people and the world around them and are often seen as having highly intuitive, even psychic abilities. So Corinne, you and I are psychic ability Ooh. gals. Maybe that's going to help you even more with – maybe you'll finally get to astral project on your own terms and like know how to trigger it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm, because I'm really focusing on myself and understanding myself this year that, yeah, maybe there will be a lot that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, I am not an expert in any of this, but I just think it's so fascinating. And um, I feel like it's just interesting to learn and share with everyone. So it is. And the reading for the this year, like 2023, I thought that was really interesting because 
obviously like 2020 was kind of a shit a storm. collapse in many many ways a total and so it dump yeah a total dumpster fire yeah and it's been i think we all thought 2021 it would be like ripped off and we'd all be fine but it hasn't been that way yeah and it's been kind of like a slow roll back to hopefully some sort of normalcy yeah but more shit keeps getting thrown everywhere but it does make me wonder like it, it basically said this is this is kind of like the year that it does turn around that we do establish a new norm and we're like yeah healing a little bit and it's yeah. A new however many years of, of being a little bit better will start now. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of planetary movement in 2023, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But I also want to just be very clear. While I've been having a lot of personal ups and downs and dealing with a lot of my own you know, pasts and traumas and work things, I fully acknowledge I have so much to be grateful for. And I just want to be very clear that I feel so grateful for my life and my health and my friends and my family and you, Corinne, and And it's, I think practicing gratitude is really important because it is Mm -hmm. easy for me to get really caught up in the emotional turmoils that I'm dealing with internally and like get stuck in my head and like create these spirals and stuff. But I've really been like focusing on what is good. And I think it's important to know and important for me to share with everyone that like, I know I'm, I'm very privileged to live the life that I live and be doing this and like creating something that I love and yeah, so I I hope everyone knows that I I am a okay, and there's a lot to be grateful for on top of you know just living life and yes. life is so much about growing, learning, changing, and while it can be scary, it's a part of life. And gratitude is practice, right? Yeah. Too like focusing on the things that are there while also trying to fix the things that you don't want to be there. Yeah, and manifest the things that you do. Like it's all yeah. it's a cycle intertwined together. It is a cycle. So just making sure that the wheels keep turning and you're not getting stuck in one section. Yeah. Life is um, really, really freaking hard, but it's beautiful. And the fact that we get the opportunity to um, experience the pains, the joys, the happiness, the sadness, and all of the emotions that come with being a human is um, a unique experience and a very short, brief experience while it and might the ones feel that our souls long. signed up for. Yeah. So let's ride it out. <laughs> On the roller coaster. On the roller coaster, all of us together. So 2023 is the year to leap with faith and go swimming. Like I said, it's the year of the water rabbit. Water is healing. So the advice for the year for everyone is to meditate and embrace the ups and downs. Literally what we were just saying. Wait, also, didn't you, when when Ariel Willow came on to talk about astrocartography, I feel like there was some something in that reading where it basically said like about being by water. Am I making this up? Maybe I'm thinking of the listener. You know what? I think I'm thinking of the listener story where the person had the birthmark, oh. the freckle constellation, oh, yeah. and went and dipped their toes in water in and were like healed. But yes, I think that's what I was thinking the of. The reading we got done in Salem, um, the woman who did our reading there told me that water is very healing and I should, if I'm ever having oh, okay. emotional moments, to like either go put my feet in the ocean or get in the shower and just like literally ask the water to take away my pain. I think that's what I was thinking yeah. of. 2023 has some fascinating twists and turns ahead. We're starting 2023 with two retrogrades, which is interesting. So you know how my 2022 horoscope said like until January 12th is going to be like a rough patch? It's because Mm -hmm. both Mars and Mercury are in retrograde until January 12th. Mm. But then there is some promise. When is it not? I know when there's is a lot Mercury of retrograde. not in retrograde is my question. Um, well, actually, I don't think it's in retrograde again until the end of 2023. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of different types That's of retrogrades. There's, you know, like Mars oh. is also in retrograde. 
There's the there's the promise of some personal, cultural, and political shifts this year with Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter all switching signs this year. Those shifts are said to lead to some uncertainty in our lives, but also can help ground us. So Saturn is entering Pisces on March 7th and will remain there for the next three years. It will ask us to look at our boundaries and question which ones are effective and which ones are holding us back from connection. It is believed that prominent voices in the spiritual arts will emerge during this time. Corinne? Oh. So this is something we should put in our calendar. Around March 7th, spiritual voices will come into your life. Or maybe it will be your life. Sabrina, yes, with both you, you always say, "Where are my spirit guides?" Maybe you're gonna hear them. <laughs> Actually, the other day I was driving and I, I smelt my grandmother like so, so. Oh, clearly it was that That's cigarette so nice. <laughs> mixed with really bad coffee, mixed with listerine <laughs> smell. Yes, because not all spirits smell like flowers. No. Sometimes they're a little stinky in the best possible but way. It, I love that smell because of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pluto is then moving from Capricorn into Aquarius on March 23rd, which signals a time to build stronger foundations based on truth and integrity. It's recommended that we schedule social media fasts so that we do not become dependent on technology. And then I want to quote the website tarot.com because it said, <laughs> bless this mess as Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th. Which terrified me. I'm like, oh God, bless this mess. But it's actually not so bad. And Corinne, it seems like okay. it's a good time to reward. It says it's a good time to reward ourselves. Save money or buy that dream house. Ooh. So May 16th. Well, I sure hope. Also, May 16th is kind of close to your wedding. So maybe what if you buy a house and get married within like the same week? Well, my lease is up our wedding weekend too. So I'm kind of kind of panicked about that. But maybe this is a good if we close on our wedding, I'm gonna lose my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's interesting. Um, okay. Then it said Jupiter may also remind us that the body truly does keep score and continue to rise to the surface so we can heal and expand, which is like, hey, I'm in trauma treatment, so feels like it's calling me out. (laughs) Then there's a shift around May 17th that might impact inflation and financial instability until June 1st. And that feels like a general like world thing. So from May 1st to June 1st. And like, how does it impact? Good, bad? Are interest rates going to go down? I mean, financial instability? Well... I don't know. Until June 1st? I don't know. I don't know. But it, ah! it said that you're going to – you should buy something between May 16th and May 17th. So, Okay. May 16th, I'm going to buy a house. Yeah. And then when does this financial instability stop? June 1st. June 1st. June 1st, refinance. It's quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Venus retrograde on July 22nd will be a time to reflect on how you give and receive love. Then there's a total solar eclipse on April 20th, which will remind us to stop caring what others think. And then there's an annular solar eclipse on October 14th and a partial lunar eclipse on October 28th, both in October, which is great and cool and spooky, both highlighting the things that bring beauty and meaning to our lives. And then the year ends like it began with Mercury in retrograde. Great. Yeah. So then 2024, unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> too, too, too Could be soon to tell. It's like when you shake too the uh, magic eight ball. Yeah, it's like try again later. Yeah. Uncertain. 
that is the prediction for 2023 based on horoscope, astrology, numerology. There's probably so much more that people with actual abilities like Ariel Willow or, you know, anyone else but us knows <laughs> but, or anyone else <laughs> knows about it. And um, this that was just like a brief summary. And then I will tell you a ghost story if everyone wants Yay! to. Um it's a very brief ghost story, but but you said it's New Year's. It's New Year's, New Year's related Eve ghost yes. story. Perfect. That was yesterday. So yeah, Happy New Year. It's New Year's Day. It's New Year's Day. Happy New Year. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So when I first was looking at what to do for this New Year's episode, I was like, Nick and I are going to be in South Africa for New Year's Eve. We're going on our trip finally. Um, we'll be there for, you know, the New Year and Christmas. Um, but we'll be in Cape Town specifically on New Year's Eve. So I was like, ooh, I want to find a story from Cape Town. And mm. this was a double whammy again because it's not only from Cape Town. It also is a haunting on New Year's Eve. So – Ah, I love that. That's kind of hard to find. I, I know. I was right. Like when the holidays roll around and we're like, ooh, we want to find something that happened on Halloween or on New Year's. Those, it doesn't always happen like no. that. Spirits don't always align with your holiday episode right. needs. So. <laughs> Which is so rude. Um, so rude. Don't they know we have a podcast? <laughs> and it's also one of those things where like even because ghosts exist all the time and there's probably so many ghost stories. I mean, we know like we have so many from our listeners, but that doesn't mean that they're found on the interwebs you know those are mm -hmm. the interwebs interwebs <laughs> i will um give a trigger warning this story does contain themes of death and the death of an animal um and i will give a specific like hey if you want to fast forward before i share the details i will give that okay but this is the story of tokai manor and the tokai manor ghost the Tokai Manor is located in Cape Town, South Africa, where I will be spending New Year's Eve. Not at the manor specifically, but, you know, you get it. The Tokai Manor house is aptly located on Tokai Road in Tokai, Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Um, Who the heck is Tokai? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't do the research of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a forest called Tokai Forest, and this is like on the cusp of that. It's just below the elephant's eye in the Tokai Forest, which just sounds magical. It does. It's a very Fairies charming live there. farm that was sold to um, Andreas Tubes in 1792, and he built the manor in 1795, and it's considered one of the earliest usages in the Cape of a rectangular pediment with a raised front veranda and massive round pillars created by the curving of the twin stairs. I'll show you a photo in a second, but it's it was considered at the time a revolutionary piece of architecture and was the most outstanding homestead on the peninsula at the time. 
but it was also very expensive. And Andres had to uh, file for bankruptcy. But let me show you a picture because it's really pretty. Oh, oh, it is pretty. Look at the mountains in the back. I know. Those are some good views. Yeah. Yes, it is. So this guy, he files for bankruptcy and he's like, I can't afford this house anymore. And then the house like passed through many hands until it was purchased by the Eckstein family. And this family loved to party. Like they were known for their parties. It kind of gave me me, like Gatsby vibes. They Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, their parties were the hot ticket. So at the house they would host. Oh, massive parties. They had like this extensive collection of vintage wines. They had a cellar with tons of wine. And they oh. had loud, boisterous, loud parties all night long. So getting the see those are the those are the rich people that are so enjoyable, right? Because they're sharing their riches with everyone. They're like, here, yeah. try this vintage wine. I'm like, oh, what? The sip is like thirty dollars. <laughs> I would love that, although I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Don't waste it on me. It does seem like, I don't know, maybe it's my old age and my curmudgeon-y grandmother-y self who just wants to do splits for her grandson. That's a very (laughs) strange sentence. Take it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, no. We're going to get canceled. (laughs) Can we rewind? Oh, man. 2023 is already off to a bad start. Um, <laughs> but maybe it's my chromogeny self in my old age. I There's something about the, the idea of this party that just seems like disastrous and reckless. And it's almost like they don't care about the people. They're just being a bit wild. I don't know. That's just me. Mm. Just care about the reputation of being the fun party house. Yeah, or even like... Not even that, but they just like what's behind the, this desire to throw massive parties and like drink and all of that. They probably aren't comfortable with being alone by themselves and don't want to hear their own thoughts. So they fill it with noise and other people. Yeah, what's that like? I only sit here with my thoughts alone all the time. Me too. I have like full on conversations with myself. Oh. Wait, have I told you this before? What? That apparently I learned this on TikTok. Some people, when they think they don't, there's. It's, I don't know how it appears. I don't know how it's yeah, there. Visuals, but there's no or... voice. They're not like talking. Yeah, that's interesting. In their head. Yeah, I talk in my head a lot. Me too. So this house apparently had a chain of people who filed for bankruptcy. And the first ex-teen owner had to file for bankruptcy, probably because they were throwing these massive parties all the time. But then it passed down to like another ex-teen family member. And they continued to throw these festive banquets because they had a reputation to uphold. And one New Year's Eve, they hosted a New Year's Eve party. And Frederick Eckstein, who was the son of Petrus Eckstein, was proudly and recklessly riding his horse around the house in a very showy manner, like brought his horse into the house, into the party, which reminded me a lot of the movie Babylon. And I will just say that movie was one of the most triggering films I have ever seen in my life. Corinne, you heard me give you a mouthful of it. So if anyone's going Mm -hmm. to see it, that's just they, they do not warn you. It's very triggering for all types of things. But in the movie, it's like a massive, like so many parties and reckless parties and they bring an elephant into the into a party. So it just reminded me of that a bit. So Frederick's just like riding around on his horse and Petrus, you know, looks at his son with a soft alcoholic induced glaze over his eyes and he's like, hey, son, I'm going to dare you to do something crazy. Why don't you ride up the stairs on your horse and ride around the dining room and can can horses even go upstairs at that angle that steep so that's the problem 
Oh, no. Frederick was quick with his response, and the trigger warning is not coming in. It, it will. I'll give it to you in a minute. But Frederick was like, yes, of course I'm going to do this. I love Adair, and I love the attention. And so the entire pa- party, like, gathers around, and, like, you know, it's not a golf situation where everyone gets quiet and watches and, you know, gives them their time and space. It is a rowdy, everyone standing, hooting, hollering, cheering, yelling as Frederick rides his horse up the stairs. And he does it successfully. He rides the horse up the stairs and kind of like gallops around the dining room upstairs. Yes, Leia, it is the trigger warning time. (laughs) So if you don't want to hear about any kind of death, you can fast forward maybe like 30 seconds to a minute. So it wasn't going up the stairs that was the problem. It was going down the stairs. As Frederick descended the very steep stairs on his horse, the horse lost his footing, and both Frederick and the horse went tumbling down the stairs to their deaths. Frederick broke his neck in the fall, and he and the horse both died. It was a tragedy, a very reckless dare turned into a heartbreaking loss. And since the events of that New Year's Eve, Frederick and his horse's spirit are said to continuously roam the grounds of Tokai Manor. And apparently every New Year's Eve, they are spotted ascending the stairs inside the home, repeating the events of that fateful night. Some Uh, say that Frederick is like, his spirit is like attempting to redo it and successfully do it. But I also kind of feel like it's a residual haunting. I mean. Yeah. Just. I mean, imagine the trauma. Like there's an entire party there witnessing that too. It's not just this one person's spirit. Like the amount of panic that I. Everyone. uh, Would presume be in that room. Yes, I agree. Of course, there's something. It would leave a stain. Yeah. 1000%. But they're also, Frederick and his horse are seen around the property and people will hear unexplained bouts of laughter and the neighing of many horses, which is, it makes sense to me because if this family was known for throwing massive parties, it would make sense that there's, again, more residual energy of those parties. And like we've heard many stories where they're like in places that it just sounds like a party is going on, whether there's spirits actually having a party or if it's just residual there it always there reminds good, me of the haunted mansion ride exactly but you know what i'm talking about the haunted mansion ride yeah. where you go through and then there's the ballroom scene and everybody's dancing uh-huh. that's every single time someone <laughs> says that they they hear a party in the other room i that's always what picture, you picture that i never yeah. picture like you know a 2008 party no it is <laughs> large like yes. victorian area edwardian era dresses yes and everybody's like doing the waltz that's much better that's than picturing like a bunch of teenagers um like what's the dance move but to, to like soldier boy an and like oh like you know <laughs> you <laughs> in our like low-waisted jeans and like weird bejeweled tops yeah i don't know how our buck racks didn't show always and our underwear they probably did maybe our big chunky belts hit it stopped them just gave enough of like a little extra millimeter god i've never the gone crack. back to that never hold me accountable to that this year <laughs> I don't think I need to. I think we have experienced it and our bodies will fully reject it. Yes, I agree. I think if I put on low waist jeans, my vagina will open up and (laughs) eat them. (laughs) Stretchy pants now. (laughs) Oh my God. I just had that visual. (laughs) Oh man. Oh gosh. No, I'm just imagining what's that movie? Teeth? Where like the girl has teeth in her vagina? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I never saw that movie, but I don't think we need to. We know what happened. I did see it. I think I did. I think I watched it in a class in college. What the heck? What kind of film class was that? A great one. We watched horror movies. It was fun. Um, Okay, just to wrap up this story. So 
other there's a lot of workers in the forest who will like be working and hear the sound of like oncoming like a galloping horse coming towards them and they're like where is it coming from they'll kind of spin around looking for the source and then they will find a man wearing old-timey clothing riding his horse at full speed rushing towards where the tokai manor is and then all of a sudden poof he'll vanish hmm so they believe that's frederick and his horse roaming the tokai manor man. but it is said that every New Year's Eve. How old Eve, was he? Um, I don't know the specific age, but it is said that every New Year's Eve he continues to uh, unfortunately relive that experience. Man, that's so sad. And it, I mean, it also makes me wonder too about his dad's character because, of course, he was drunk, but also even in in the the drunkness, like was this something that was normal in the house too? Like, was he? Did he often put his children in harm's way, mm. or was this sort of like a a horrible mistake at a party. Yeah. And he was just out of his mind and thought in his drunk stupor that this was entirely possible and not that difficult. It does sound like they were all older, at least the sons, because he was drinking as well. And then it, I, mm. I'm under the impression that they um, often did things like this, like riding the yeah. horse in the house and just being a bit reckless, which is, again, why I think there's a part of me that's like a bit curmudgeon and like, a, I don't really... I, I can't get behind these parties. Like, I turned down your invitation that I didn't even get. <laughs> this honestly is reminding me a bit of my dad's childhood and, like, his his college years. My mom said that his fraternity was truly Animal House. Like, it, it oh. felt like that exactly. And my dad has almost died multiple times. <gasps> like, we're all, we always joke. Like, he's got nine lives and he's run out of a lot of them. Yeah. He's still there. So Still here. Stupid, stupid. Stupid people. Yeah. I mean, we've done – you and I, Corinne, have also uh, done our fair share of stupid things. I probably should have died a few times too. Yeah. Let's be real. You know, we live and we learn. There were some close calls. That's the episode. We live and we, we learn. We live and we learn. Man. Yeah. A New Year's Eve special. Yeah. I love it. And I'm excited for this year. I'm glad that you – that you thanks for putting in all that extra <laughs> work and figuring out what you and, and me will encounter this year, but also just what, what 2023 brings to everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a great year. I think we will feel all feel really good about the direction that we're going by the end of the year, regardless of what challenges come afoot to us. Optimism. We will see. Woo. Optimism. Woo. Woo. Okay. Well, I have, sorry, my light is so, I'm a little shadowy on video. It's okay. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> you know what I look like. It's fine. <laughs> you look great. I have a listener story that I thought would be great to read on this episode. Lovely. Okay. This is called New Year, New Experiences. And this is from Jess. Hey, ladies. I love your show and I've been listening for a few months now. I've had several encounters in the past, but currently I'm dealing with something that I've been highly reluctant to talk about. I'm trying some things to handle the situation, but honestly, I'm not sure where to go from here. Let me explain. So I'm not really sure when exactly this started because it took me a long time to notice this is what was happening. But for the longest time, at least a couple of years, I've been waking up between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., usually 3.08 a.m. I always get out of bed during these times. Sometimes I go to the restroom. Sometimes I check on the house and make sure that everything is locked up and that my three kids are fine. But it's gotten so normal for me that I don't really think about it, and it hasn't really bothered me until recently. I'm going to give you a bit of backstory, but keep this part in mind. It will okay. be relevant later. Okay. Two years ago, we moved into our very first real house. Built in the 70s, only one family has owned it before us. 
lovely house for us. I didn't feel anything off when viewing the house, but when we were moving into it, I got some sort of heebie-jeebie vibes from the woodworking garage and from the sewing room. That's so unfair. Their use for it, not ours. Especially having torn it toward it and like the ghosts are kind of like, let's go dormant just for the tour and then come out when they move in. Which makes me wonder if the previous owners were like, we're selling the house, you have to be on your best behavior. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) I need people to move into this house because I want to leave it. (laughs) (laughs) Things didn't really start to happen until we started painting and changing the house. Oh, okay. And even then it wasn't terrifying stuff, just odd. For example, when painting the sewing room, the lights would flicker on and off. If I spoke about them flickering, they would flicker more. Mm. Seeing what seems like a person standing in the corner of my field of vision, usually in the kitchen entrance or by the dining room table, there's a soft knock on the sewing room door from the inside whenever I walk by in the hallway. (gasps) That doesn't sound good. No. The power in the garage suddenly going out at 2 a.m. when I was still listening to a spooky podcast and painting our daughter's crib. Hearing knocking on our bedroom window in the middle of the night when our bedroom window is two stories off the ground. And mysteriously, a softball-sized hole appearing in the ceiling where there had been a bad repair done previously. None of the kids admit that it was them, but it could have been. Finally, just before my daughter was born, I was finishing up the painting on the sewing room, now my daughter's nursery. The activity in the house was starting to bother me, and I mentioned it to a friend who I know wouldn't think that I was crazy. She offered to do some Reiki in the space, so I agreed. She came back out saying that she did feel a presence, but nothing that seemed too dark or hurtful. But she did cleanse the energy and asked that we be left alone and felt good about it. It's a nice friend to have. That is a really nice friend to have. Since that day, we had a solid nine-ish months of things going great. No weird stuff at all. Everything was so peaceful. Then over the past couple of months, as I'm being woken up at 3 a.m., I start feeling a little bit off and noticing that I feel a little bit more creeped out. Mm. I sort of looked up what this could mean and got the impression that maybe I was trying to work through something and that I should pay attention to my subconscious speaking to me at that time or something spiritual was trying to communicate. Hmm. So I tried once to relax and to meditate at that time, but I ended up feeling so stifling hot that I couldn't stand it, and I decided just to go back to bed. I know some things entered my mind, but I was half asleep, so I don't actually remember any thoughts or impressions that I had. I decided to just drop it and brush it off until all of this stuff started happening on New Year's Eve. Oh, Also, just like the fact that during the meditation, like trying to connect to yourself or to the spirit world or and find peace, like you burn like hell. That scares me. That is scary. New Year's Eve, I was alone with my three kids and my best friend's three kids. She and her husband had to work that night, as did my husband. So we did a sleepover, our normal routine. The kids had a fun night with the oldest two boys making it until midnight and tucking Hmm. in around 1 a.m. That was like the best feeling when you're like the first time you stayed up to midnight for New Year's Eve. Yes. I would also cheat and be like, mom, wake me up, wake me up. So my mom would wake me up like five minutes before the ball would drop. That's really cute. I stayed up a bit to clean and I headed to bed around 2.15. It took a while for me to fall asleep, but I finally drifted off. I was once again woken up at 3 a.m. to 3.08 by the time I looked at the clock. I didn't know what had woken me, but I woke with my heart racing. Mm -mm. I got up from the bed and I walked into the bathroom to splash some water on my face and to go to the restroom. When I sat down to do my business, I noticed right where I had just walked was a dead freaking mouse. Now, I have cats. 
and we live in the country. But never would I have expected a dead freaking mouse outside my bathroom door, especially not having heard the cats going after something. I am a really light sleeper. Grossed out, I clean it up and I decide to see where the cats are. Must be one nearby, right? I find my elderly cat exactly where I left him in the other room before going to bed. He's too old to catch anyway. (laughs) But... My younger cat is off somewhere, so I assume it must have been him. All right, so this is nothing, and I'll go back to bed. I check on the sleeping kids, and I just make sure that the doors are locked, and on my way back to the bedroom, I flip on the lights in the other empty bedrooms to make sure all is well. The sewing room lights flick on, then flicker on and off several times. Okay, that's weird, but I'm ignoring it. The other bedroom lights do the same. Huh, maybe something is weird with the power? Check out my lights, but they turn on normally, so I think it's strange. And then I just tuck in and go back to bed. Once I get the covers up, I hear someone walk down the hall from the living room towards my room and expect that one of the kids has gotten up to use the restroom. I call, but no one answers. Oh my gosh. No lights ever turn on. No toilet flushed. I get up and check. All three still sleeping. Huh. Okay. So fast forward to the next day. My friends, the other kids' parents, came over and we spent New Year's Day together hanging here and playing games, etc. I finally decide to tell them because I need to tell someone. (laughs) After I tell the story, (laughs) at least she told adults, not like the three kids. Like, oh, last night. Let me terrify you. After I tell this story and I'm relieved that they don't think I'm too crazy, my friend ends up taking her two-year-old to the restroom as they'd done multiple times that day. The two-year-old gets to the door and stops suddenly, looking into the lit restroom and says, who in here? (gasps) Then after a few minutes says, oh, it's just a kid and walks in. (laughs) My friend tells me this and I decide to, just in case, sage the upper floor of my house. Yeah. My friend hadn't ever done that, so I kind of showed her how... But then she went back into the kitchen as I finished up in the bedroom. As I got to my bedroom, she could hear me through the monitor. The baby camera is in the bedroom. The monitor was in the kitchen. And she said, when I got in there with the sage, there was all of the sudden feedback noises, like two microphones getting close together. What the hell, right? I took another pass through just in case. Now, last night, miracle upon miracles, I did not wake up at 3 a.m., Okay. But the first message that I saw upon checking my phone this morning was from my friend saying her husband woke up at 3 a.m. No, no. She passed it on. She passed it on. (laughs) Maybe that will be the end of my story and maybe things will stop for me. That would be really cool. Oh, my gosh. But in the meantime, I'm not really sure what to do, if anything, and trying to decide whether or not to try any communication at 3 a.m. if it continues. No. Let me know your thoughts, because I seriously have no idea. Thanks for your show. I love listening. Jess. When was this sent? Jess sent – this was sent January 2nd, 2019. Oh, so some time has passed. Jess, we need to know what's been going on, because (laughs) I'm sorry for leaving you hanging. Not that we, you know, have any expertise or ability to help you, but – um. What is this? Well, I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's a 3 a.m. wake up, I don't know. I have multiple thoughts. The knocking, the lights flickering, the 3 a.m. wake up, all of that stuff feels demonic, right? Especially like the, like the resistance of the microphones. Yeah. Or, or like on the baby monitor, monitor, it picked up that sort of like battling frequency. But that's like also it, just It makes me think ghosts. of like a demon screaming. But that's also just spirits True. interfering. I think the knocking right. tends to 
feel demonic and the kid. But but the fact that the two-year-old wasn't scared by it. I was just like, oh, it's just a kid. It's just another kid. Right. And two, the other thing is like 3 a.m. is the classic time where it's haunted, but it doesn't always mean that Bad. they're negative yeah. spirits too, right? Like that's just apparently when the veil is the thinnest in the spirit world. And so perhaps maybe it was just the kid. It was like when he's more active. Or she's more active or whoever this child is. It does make me think that Jess is – because Jess said multiple times when she would wake up at that time, her heart would be racing. So it makes me Mm -hmm. think that like this spirit is almost in her dreams in some way or doing something in the room that her subconscious is perceiving but her consciousness is not understanding. Right. Well, also, too, if it is a kid, I wonder if it's some sort of like mom vibes thing where she doesn't understand why she's waking up with her heart racing. But maybe it's because while she's sleeping, like her body's reacting to hearing a child, which Mm. she probably her body thinks is hers. So it's like, wake up. There's a kid in need. But now it's with her friend and her friend's husband was the one who woke up at 3 a.m. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like something's going off at 3 a.m. Yeah. And I feel like we need – all I will say is it probably isn't best. I mean, who knows what what's happened? And I don't want to say it's not best than just did this. But to make contact if it happened again at 3 a.m., like it just feels like you're tempting fate a little bit. And it feels like the best thing to do would be bring in a medium or bring in someone who – like her friend who does Reiki healing, mm-hmm. who can intuit yeah. what the spirit is and wants and maybe help them. Right. And also I feel like you can still technically make contact without having it be a two-way conversation, right? Yeah, like you don't true. need to use a Ouija board. You can just claim your space and state what you're comfortable with. That is true. And hopefully they'll hear you. So perhaps that's a good – I feel like she probably already did that too, right? Like if her friend – her friend did that. Yeah. And it did work for a while though. It did. It did. Hmm. So – I mean, okay, well, here's some more advice. Just keep doing that over and over. Yeah. You were fine for nine months. Do it again because – Claim your my, space. In my haunted house growing up, my brother's room did have a lot of activity and it kind of almost was on like a nine-month hmm. cycle or so. It was every like ne- maybe like six months to 12 months. We would have to – do a lot of cleansing and bring out like everything we possibly had to kick some negative spirits out of the room. But then after a while, they'd come back and then we'd do it again. And then that was a cycle. Interesting. So keep keep doing it. But then, I mean, if you plan to live there forever, then maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe call Seek in someone an expertise. else. <laughs> yeah. Seek some expertise. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get an update from Jess because it's been quite a few years. It's now 2023, which is so... Where has time gone? This is our year of turning 30. Know. We're turning 30 <gasps> this year. Oh my gosh. I'm actually excited. I've been saying I'm I know you've been wanting to be years. 30 for forever. <laughs> I've done it! 30's your year. It's just going to be a good decade. I feel like everything is nicer when you're in your 30s. You're in your 30s? Yeah. I don't know. You're a little more established. You are closer to knowing who you are. I'm not wasted, passed out in a bush. <laughs> I am more in control. Yes. You're taking matters into your own hands, understanding yourself, your needs, your wants, your desires, and becoming the best version of yourself, the most badass bitch version of yourself. We're and witches. That's what we're all here to do, right? Women in total control. We're badass witches. Of herself. 1,000%. That extends to all phantoms. We yes. can all be here together. We can all be witches. Well, thank you for coming for yet another year on a road of ghost stories with us. Yeah. And cat meows because ladies love. And cat meows. <laughs> we love you all thank you for joining us we if do. you have um 2023 predictions for us let us know or for yourselves 
If you uh, have ghost stories, please email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And um, join us on this roller coaster of a year in life that is, uh, you know, paranormal stories and all of that to get us through it. Uh, we have a variety of ways to support us. We have Patreon. You can join YouTube. Subscribe to us on our website, twogirlsoneghost.com. And uh, just, yeah, hang out with us on all social media. Come here every week. Subscribe. Do the things. Rate and review. Yeah. We appreciate it. We do. And we love you. And we love you. Thank you to our editors at Upfire Digital, Aiden Manning, Eric Foster, and Max for editing our podcast we're very grateful for the continued support through all of the years and uh we will see, see you on the, the other side, side. Very as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com podcast that's indeed.com podcast terms and conditions apply 